Hello lovelies, welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. So any of you that's listening that is one of my regular clients that talks to me often knows that one of my new things has been trying to remember that boundaries are made out of doors and not walls. Now, this can mean some of the obvious things. You know, when we're giving somebody boundaries, we need to recognize that they should be made out of doors. And even if all but one of the doors is locked, there is potential for more doors to get access. And we should let the person know what the door is. This is how we can create boundaries that also allow us to keep our connections. Well, the more I've thought about that, the more I've thought about other people's boundaries and how if they have boundaries, we can go and seek the doors. Now, think about it this way. If it is cold as crap outside and you need to get into the building for work or anywhere else and only one door is locked, or excuse me, if only one door is unlocked, (laughs) you are going to go through whatever door is unlocked right? You're going to go through the unlocked door, even if it's inconvenient, even if it's not the one you wanted to go into, even if it's not the one you're used to. You're going to go in whatever door that is, and you're going to get your butt in out of the cold, and you're probably going to find a way to go out the door that you wanted on the way out, closer to your car, whatever it happens to be. Now, the more I've thought about this, the more I've thought about when people give us boundaries. Now, Sometimes that's literal boundaries. They tell us what they are. They enforce them. Sometimes it comes in the form of they reject a topic or conversation unless it comes up in a certain way. Or what gets under my skin is when someone says, well, I wouldn't get mad if you said it this way. Now, this happens in a few different scenarios, right? Sometimes it happens. We just need to let it go. It's really not ours. Whatever. Doesn't affect anything. Sometimes it's a conversation that we really need to actually have. We need to access this person. We need to get inside this boundary made of locked doors and hopefully find some more keys while we're there. In this case, we can take a deep breath and use the door that's being given to us. Walk in, have the conversation with the intention I'm going to collect some keys in here and I'm going to make sure that by the time this conversation is over, there's more than one way to address this topic, concern, whatever it happens to be. Now, this makes a lot of sense, I think. The more you think about it, get it in your mind. The next time someone's giving you that kind of resistance and you're irritated that you can't just speak your language your way, you can use this to ask yourself, how do I get in? How do I get them to hear me? What angle can I take? And while I'm in there, what topics can I bring up? What statements can I make? What questions can I ask to loosen up this boundary to collect more keys? 
I've been working on this for a while with my husband, with my son in particular. They are both personality types that like to tell me if you had said it this way, if you brought it up this way, they do it to each other, <laughs> right? Like, I've been working on this and it's been working. And then we had a conversation last night. My husband and I had a conversation and he was presenting me with one of these doors. In this case, and I'm thrilled to say that I was very present. In this case, the door he was presenting me with had nothing really to do with the topic at hand. And even worse, using it was going to get me into a room, so to speak, into a conversation that had nothing to do really with the point I was trying to make, right? Literally, I was being as direct and authentic as possible. It was not an accusation. It was not a request. It was a fact <laughs> that was direct and deliberate and really didn't even require accessing a door at all. And as I sat there in this conversation and he kept pulling it back to this doored in, <laughs> so to speak, topic and insisting that I use this door this way, I really rolled this around in my head. If I use this door this way, am I going to even get anywhere where there are keys that I need, want, desire, whatever? And the answer was no. And so I looked at him and I said, I'll try to remember what you're telling me when I need it. But right now, this has nothing to do with what I need you to hear. Right now, I am being as direct and authentic as I possibly can. And I know you know me well enough to hear my words and understand my intention. And I left, <laughs> I was out and it worked, you guys, it worked. And I had, I shared this with a couple of people today and without giving too specific of examples, what I can tell you is that when you are being Direct, direct, I mean direct. I mean saying exactly what you mean, meaning exactly what you say, using as few words as possible. Something as simple as, I don't know that I can give you an example without giving you an example. Uh, okay, I'll give you a direct example. This one's simple, okay? So my husband has a job where he is in control of his hours. He works at home. Sometimes he can choose to take the kids to their sports or hang out and watch TV with me and then do some work later in the evening. And sometimes he makes this choice. Now he also creates music. He's a DJ of sorts, uh, one of his pandemic hobbies. And sometimes he stays up late to work on his music. This particular night, I walked into the den where he does all of the things and he had said he was going to be working, but he was making music. Now, I didn't care. And the truth is he was actually just taking a small break, which again, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. All I wanted him to know was that he never has to tell me he's gonna work if what he's really gonna do is make music. And that's what I said. I, said, <laughs> I kind of laughed and I said, babe, just know, you never have to tell me that you're going to work. I'm not going to stop you from making music. And he just took it to some other complete direction. There was no, I had no other intention, no guilt, no blame, no accusation, no nothing, 
just a fact, right? I want you to know you can always say, I'm going to stay up late and make music. The doors he was trying to give me into conversations were going into conversations that had nothing to do with anything. It was so bizarre, <laughs> right? I don't know if it was based on girlfriends from the past or whatever it was. I couldn't walk through that door and go down this road and have this conversation, this debate, whatever it was, when all I wanted him to know was, if you're ever just staying up to play music, tell me the truth, which he had in the past. It was as simple and direct as that comment. And when I told him I was being really direct and straightforward and authentic, he just stared at me. <laughs> Right. And I said, if you can like understand that, if you already know that, just say, gotcha. And this conversation can be over. It was like he didn't realize a conversation could be so easy. And I know that there are bigger issues in the world, right? The ones that we actually need to walk through whatever door we're being given. Right. I had a conversation with my son recently. He was very defensive about choices and school and time, right? He's the thing about time. And he kept, he was telling me the way he would like me to address the conversation, right? Instead of saying, babe, I'm concerned that you're not using your time well today. He wanted me to say something like, don't forget to get your work done. Like something so silly. And it was like, there's really no rhyme or reason why I would have to say it his way right? When I did, I got in there and we had an extremely productive conversation about time management. He was very receptive. I walked out with a whole bunch of keys. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then of course, there are things where it really doesn't matter. It's not ours to navigate, right? It's not our choice to make. So give yourself the time to consider the doors. Give yourself the time to consider your own doors. If you find yourself running up against a conversation, an argument with your partner, your coworker, your sister, your brother, whoever it happens to be, yourself, ask yourself which door is unlocked. Find it, use it, share it, right? I had a conversation the other day with my husband where I told him I'm feeling extremely defensive <laughs> right now and there's really only one way into this conversation for me. I hadn't really talked to him. I still haven't really about the doors, but he still understood that. He's saying there's only really one way to approach this topic with me today. And he used it and it worked. So maybe it's just all an elaborate metaphor for making sure we communicate very clearly, but it works. And when you visualize it, it empowers you. Because after all, I say it all the time, all spiritual activity is for our brain. Visualization helps us communicate. It helps us believe. It helps us have faith that things will work out, that we will understand each other. And that's really half the journey, isn't it? Half the adventure. I almost said half the battle, but you know what? It doesn't have to be a battle. Our words are powerful. It can be an adventure. I like that a lot better. Think about it. Use it. Let me know what you think. Until next time, beloved. Namaste.